That's right. So this week, uh, it's actually veganism. That's the topic. Yep. So we're going to ruffle some feathers, promote some vegan propaganda. I'm really excited. Yes, I'm a vegan. (laughs) Six days a week, I'm a mostly vegan. I don't know how you define that. Some people call it... I'm mostly vegan. You're going to offend people on that, mostly vegan. Right. Well, some people try to call it plant-based, which is also okay, but I like the term vegan. I like the movement. I like the idea behind it and what it promotes. So I'm going to go by that title. Even if it's not correct, because I'm going to self-identify the way that I wish to self-identify. Well, go ahead. All right, cool. Okay, so we're going to start with the uh, your story. So go ahead and tell us. My vegan story. Okay, well, it started, it's it's a longer story because it's there's a natural evolution to this. But initially, it, a couple years ago, I came to the understanding and the realization of how negative the impacts of mostly the beef industry was on the environment. So for two years, I basically ate like I normally was eating, but I was hyper aware of what I was contributing to negatively when it, in terms of the planet. Mm-hmm. So I ate that way for a while and just honestly took the guilt, like just kept it with me all the time. And it wasn't up until really about January of this year that I got the courage to make a better excuse as to as to go vegan. And that excuse was I decided to make a documentary about it. 30 so, Days of Vegan. <laughs> 30 Days of Vegan. Thank you for the plug. So <laughs> for 30 Days of Vegan, that was it was just that. It was a test. It was to see, okay, if I went vegan and it was better for the environment, it was better for the animals, how would it, how would it affect my health? You know, what negative consequences would there be? And I'm not a nutritionist. I was not a health expert or anything of the mix. So I really had no idea what I was going to get into. Was I going to eat kale all day and spinach? Like, what's the vegan stereotype and how's that going to work? So I started my research and researched and researched and researched and researched and read as much as I could really on the health and nutrition side of things just so I felt secure making that documentary. So the point of the documentary was uh, I get blood work done to see where I am currently in my health, to get my numbers about my cholesterol, my HDL, my LDL, things like that, my B12, my protein, calcium levels, my vitamin D levels, figure out where they were, and then I eat a vegan diet for 30 days. No restrictions. It can be a whole food vegan diet if I wanted to be. I could drink soda all day if I wanted to be. It was just the only moniker was I had to eat plant-based. So that's what I did for 30 days, and then I went and got more blood work done and tracked the results and there was a clear, uh, mostly a clear improvement in my health since then. So it's after that documentary was finished, I basically went down to eating vegan six days a week, effectively. And then there's that one night of the week you where get the free day on Sunday. <laughs> yeah, it's always on a Saturday or Sunday where I have to eat fast food, so I don't go out and eat like. Yeah, eat them chicken nuggets. Yeah, I don't. It's that's what's so bad about it is, as I'm vegan and then I just have this one terrible meal that makes me feel bad. And, I mean, but you get that with any <laughs> diet. Like you can have like a cheat day for any diet. It's like recommended to have a cheat day. Right. So, I mean. I mean that's how I do it. I want to limit those a bit because I can always feel the negative consequences. Yeah. Because eating eating vegan, which is kind of funny, is 
I used to eat a big meal and then I would get sleepy or I'd get tired and lethargic and it would slow me down. But once I went went, went vegan or plant based or mostly vegan, you know, however you want to define it, that stopped. Energy went up and stayed up. So okay. yeah, every, you know, I would eat and I would get jacked right after eating a meal. I would just get that energy. I would put that fuel into my body and it would operate like fuel. And that's a weird. Once you form that connection, yeah, it's really hard not to have that affect every decision you make. So if I go mm-hmm. once a week and eat that terrible meal from Wendy's, yeah, Wendy's, it uh, Taco Bell is my advice. Yeah, yeah, Man. I can't. It's I can't so bad. It's habit. terrible. Yeah, and you can get vegan at Taco Bell too. It's pretty easy. Yeah, I know. That's, That's the only reason why I eat Taco Bell. Because they're the only place where you can get cheap food that has no meat on it. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's my story. I think that's the best way to... But the whole thing for me is, is like sometimes I just want a cheeseburger. <laughs> so good. Yeah. I Even mean, though while I'm eating the cheeseburger, I'm thinking about the poor cow that had to die so I could eat the cheeseburger, but, it, you know. Oh, from like an ethical perspective? Yeah. <laughs> See, that's not part of this at all for me. I think it's terrible what goes down in those, those factories and how they... The farming practices of cattle and chickens and stuff, but... You know, that's so, I'm, are the worst. I'm so far removed from that equation that it, it, I would be lying if, if I said it actually affected my decision. Because for me, it's, it's health and the environment first. And then technically, by eating mostly vegan, I'm doing a good thing for the animals. But I'm not really mm-hmm. concerned about it, which sounds terrible, but yeah, that's I mean, the well, truth. you got to think of the animals. They're right. creatures too, just like us. I, that's true. I, I and don't. they cry. Like, I read this article one time where cows can, like, sense when they're about to get slaughtered mm-hmm. and they cry. And they can, like, poison themselves. So yeah. the meat's bad. Yeah. Like, that's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. And, but, that, yeah, and that's the argument to get, like, um, pasture-fed beef, too, is because yeah. it's more ethical. But even then, like if you educate yourself, that's worse for the environment than uh, factory farm beef. Well, how? It takes more water. Oh. And then you have to, the land that it takes. So if you have factory farmed beef, the fact is is they're, they're in cages and it's very confined. So you can put a cow in a much smaller area than you can. Where if you do something like uh, pasture-fed, pasture grass-fed beef, I don't know the requirements for how much they need to have. There have been plenty of documentaries made about this. But it's something to the effect of, I want to say 10 acres per head or 2 acres per head of cattle is what you need to feed them because they're eating the grass. So you have to have a large area to actually promote the system, which we just don't have. That's unrealistic. And that's yeah. why grass-fed beef is more expensive and yeah, all of the things that comes with it. It's just it's a way less, mm-hmm. uh, less efficient system. Yeah, I mean, one of the statistics I think you sent to me were um, it said, what is it, like 45% of the whole world is used for like, grain, grain production. Yeah, yeah, to like yeah. Keep and it going. over ninety percent of that grain production is just for the beef industry. Yeah, which is funny because that's not that grain production is not being used for us. It's it's indirectly being used to feed us, but it's feeding cows first. Yeah, so. which is also an issue on its own because corn, like, and grains like corn aren't digestible in a cow. So. Like, they're not supposed to eat that, but they just feed it to them because it makes them fat. <laughs> yeah, and they feed them a lot of soybeans, too. Yeah, but they're not, they, they don't digest those types of things, so, I mean, essentially it's waste of 
Um, it's very, it's very inefficient system. Yeah. I don't. It's it doesn't make sense. It, that's that's the most unfortunate thing. And I'm a, I, I love steak. I was a big steak eater for a long time. But, you know, oh, I, can't eat I steak. would get a steak rare. Like Ew. I was, Ew. I was in it. I was a big fan. <laughs> but it's it's so it just doesn't make sense to eat that way every day. The occasional steak is one thing, but just to for people that eat a cheeseburger in the morning. Not, why would you eat a cheeseburger in the morning? I've met people, but people that'll <laughs> that'll eat, you know, or they'll get that big bacon sausage biscuit in the morning with cheese no, okay, on it, bacon and then is okay. Then a cheeseburger for <laughs> lunch, and then they'll move on to mm-hmm. pork or some other some other red meat by the end of the day, and it's just like you're putting a seven billion people on the planet. If we all eat that way, you're putting a pretty large burden on the environment. For you to eat those things, so. So how specifically you want to talk about how specifically it affects the environment, like. Oh boy, yeah. This I mean, is there's a, lots a of different hole. ways. Yeah, but. <laughs> <laughs> like okay. some of the main ones, like the water and all that. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know the specific numbers. You can go online. Cowspiracy, which is a documentary, actually has a good mm-hmm. trove of resources for for you to peruse, and th- these are also all. Um, most of them are peer-reviewed studies that you can look through, and you can go online and, and debate these topics with others. There are plenty of people out there that are just arguing over the claims made in Cowspiracy or the documentary on What the Health, which is funny. So if, if, if you are a big beef eater and you don't appreciate someone telling you that, hey, this is bad for the environment, you can or go online and like you can a, find that argument. Or a cattle farmer. Yeah, and the cattle farmers, are, are their opinions on this are very fascinating as well because they'll tell you how inefficient it is if you ask them about how inefficient it is. You basically ask them to complain about their job and how difficult it is, and they'll tell you about how it, yeah. <laughs> how yeah. hard it is to manage. So, uh, But from the environment, there really is a lot of angles. You have to think about all the water it takes to... I'm going to use the example for cows because they are... Beef industry is huge in the United States. Yeah. And when you want to compare it to chicken, it's way worse. It makes way less sense. But if you think for a cow, you need a ton of water to, f- to give that cow for nine months before they go to get slaughtered. You also need to feed them. So you have to have all, either all the grain to feed them. And we're talking, I think the estimates were 70 billion farm animals. Yeah, I think is, that was something is, like is that. the estimate right now. So 70 billion, that's 10 times as many farm animals as there are people on the globe. So you have to take all of that water, which is the natural resource of water. You have to take all the grain, which again takes more water to grow the grain, just to get that cow. And then when you take the cow, you got to think of how many pounds of meat are you actually going to get off the cow. So you take all of those resources in, and what do you really get from it? And that's that's where there's a problem in the system. That's where it just it's not it's just not efficient. I'm tired of using the word, but that's the truth. Yeah. So, I mean, part of the that cowspiracy documentary when they're talking about when they like first start talking about the water and how it affects. I mean, it was kind of surprising to me how much, and I hadn't really thought about before how much it like affects the ocean water. So like the waste from all of the farms, um, like just runs off and eventually makes it to the ocean and it creates like dead zones. So that's yeah, like definitely creates a negative uh, impact on the environment as we need those yeah. resources for other things. So Yeah, so it's 
there there really is a, a lot of different angles. If you talk about it in that way, then you can talk about specifically the methane production from cows, mm-hmm. cow farts. So mm-hmm. cow farts and cow burps as well produce a lot of methane. And the majority of our methane in our atmosphere is, is due to the beef industry. Mm-hmm. And that's a problem. And methane also, as far as, I can't think of the correct word, but if you want to take a quick side topic on greenhouse gases... What they do is they, they trap in heat in the Earth's atmosphere. Well, methane specifically traps in, I think, 23 times as much heat as carbon does. So methane is much more potent in our atmosphere. It doesn't make as much um, from, from the totals. There's not as much methane in the atmosphere as carbon. But a lot of our methane in the atmosphere is just from the beef, beef industry. So, yeah, this says methane is 25 to 100 times more destructive than CO2, so, on the 20-year frame. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's see, that's, that's, that's a lot. Yeah. And that's just from, that's from beef. And you also have to look at pigs, pigs, sheep, and, what was another animal? I think deer. I think they're called rudiments. Mm-hmm. And they have, it's the way their stomachs produces this gas. So, that's a problem. It's just a problem. Yeah, I mean, I kind of feel like the whole thing is like a problem. <laughs> yeah, it's there's just so many of us, so um, we have to look at more efficient ways and sustainable ways to feed ourselves. Yeah. I mean, it's probably definitely more beneficial to grow your own plants than have your own cow farm. <laughs> or chickens, because it really bothers me what they do to chickens. Oh, yeah, the chickens? Oh, I'm really upset about the chickens. Like... Put yourself in that type of position if you were like stuck in this hot ass building with thousands, hundreds, thousands of other people and they're just fattening you up so you can't even move so you just get trampled on by all the other people and then they just kill you and they just pump you up with all this shit. I'm not supposed to cuss. <laughs> I know you get you get emotional when you talk about the chickens. Um, it makes me so mad what they do to chickens. Well, they don't, they don't do that in all of them. Well, you no. You know, that's an ethical argument. Yes. They, so if you get if you get I'm organic, I'm definitely probably going to come more for more for it from an ethical perspective because I'm, I've known a lot of vegetarians who came at it from an ethical perspective, mm-hmm. which is bad because they don't even consider the dairy industry. Oh, I mean that's terrible. Yeah, and it's not even that's healthy worse. for you. You definitely should not eat it. But yeah. So my only advice with that is I love cheese, specifically blue cheese is my favorite. I can't. I just love it so much. And shrimp. That's the only. I love shrimp. Shrimp. You can be be a pescatarian. Yeah, I was a pescatarian for a while. Vegan with fish. I love shrimp though. (laughs) I like all of it. I can't. I can't honestly say that I don't enjoy any of the foods. I I mean, it's. It's like I have a real big issue with sugar industry too. But like, I love cookies and ice cream. Right. (laughs) Well, I'm okay with those. I guess I don't. Well, sugar works for getting drugs. So. Sugar's pretty bad. Um. Which is, which that is also that could be a different episode. <laughs> because when you get into like the vegan community, they're so pro glucose and so pro carbohydrates that occasionally you'll see the fringe vegans promote just eating sugar, like raw. Yeah, Ooh. it's rare. It's very rare. It's it doesn't represent the vegan community at all. But when you have when you have a community of people that has a very large uh, spectrum of diets they can consume without animal products. When you have things like raw till four or the fruitarians, which only eat fruit, and there's how high, do they live? They only eat fruit. I know, but how do you survive off of that? 
They do. They they run off a ton of carbohydrates. They have high energy. They age extremely fast, which is funny if you look at like a, pictures of fruitarians. They look older than they they do. Whereas most vegans actually age better. Mm-hmm. But fruitarians, uh, I guess it's the amount of sugar just ages them very quickly. So yeah. you also have like lower levels of protein in that diet, which is a problem. Yeah. So. I mean, that yeah. comes into a health issue, too, because I feel like a lot of people argue with being vegan um, that a person wouldn't get the protein that they need. So, right. I mean, but there are, like, alternative proteins that you can eat being a vegan. Like, yeah, yeah, there are, there are plenty <laughs> of proteins. That's what's funny is, um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end up harping on cows again, okay. inevitably in this process, but if you... You know, your body requires a certain amount of protein per day, and it's different for every person. There's an equation you can follow to figure out your minimum protein requirements, and then you can extrapolate that to determine how much you need if you're bodybuilding or something like that. Currently in our culture, we seem to have an obsession with eating exuberant amounts of protein, just a ton of protein, like people eating 300 grams of protein a day and things like that, which is way overdone. Um, Anyways... From a plant perspective, if you want to discuss how much protein is in a serving of nuts and seeds, you want to know how that, how much that is in a percentage of calories. So I think the estimate right now is that your average gram, one gram of protein is about four calories, right? Okay. So if it's about four calories, you multiply one gram times four. So whatever your protein amount per serving is, multiply it times four, and then you got to take your total number of calories and divide that by that number and you'll get your percentage, basically, mm-hmm. per calorie of protein. So if you take something like uh, black beans, for example, and you take a serving of black beans, which is 100 calories, and for that 100 calories, and it could be 110, maybe 110, but see the hun- say it's 100. For the example of 100 calories, and you take 7 grams of protein per that 100 calories, and you multiply 7 times 4, you get 28. So now you do 28 over 100, 28% protein, right? Mm -hmm. So if you do that same equation and you do it for something like fish or chicken, you're going to get between 40 and 50% protein, which is fantastic. Those are are really great sources of protein. If you take beef, (laughs) beef is below 20% protein. So beef per calorie, which is mostly how your body reads it with other things like the time of the day and things like that, has less protein than beans. And then you have nuts and you have seeds that are really high in protein. You have uh, edamame or oh, edamame is my or soybeans, which are incredibly high in protein, mm-hmm. up there in the forty I mean, percent range. Same with tofu, which organic tofu is perfectly fine. Another thing that I really like too is like quinoa. You like quinoa? I like quinoa. I like quinoa. I like, I like quinoa. Quinoa is pretty high in protein for couscous grain. Couscous is good too. I'm not really sure all the protein content in couscous, but it tastes like rice and it's so good. <laughs> it's okay. I, I have to check ours. It's not incredibly high. Most grains, if you get a whole grain, you're looking at about 15% for mm-hmm. the good stuff. Like the, the bread we buy, which is 17 grain and seed bread, is 15% protein, which is good. And I know for me, if I can get... 15% protein of my total intake of calories per day, I'm fine. I get what I need, and I get a complete amino acid profile from that just based off what I eat. And again, with the protein on vegan foods, you have to you have to learn about the amino acid profiles because unlike, unlike say, beef or chicken or pork or fish, those are complete proteins. They're really complete. They have all nine essential amino acids, 
and they have some amino acids in higher numbers, which is actually could be harmful and uh, cause cancer down the road. But for plants, you have a much more uneven distribution of those, and it changes per item, uh, and you, you have to learn. You really have to do a lot of work to understand how to eat this way. Yeah. And, and, and do it effectively. You need to do that to work. To understand, like, the nutrition. Of yeah. It. Yeah. And if, if you learn and you properly do it, I, I think you can easily live a much healthier life. Yeah. If, if, if you do. But it's hard to get enough calories in mm-hmm. if you're eating, like, a whole food vegan diet. So. Yeah. So you, like, mentioned just briefly there about, like, cancer and stuff. And so I've read a few articles and seen a few things. I mean, this is, like, an issue that comes up a lot where they – to like get the product out there with the meat, they use like antibiotics and mm-hmm. hormone yeah. and steroids and stuff to essentially make them fatter <laughs> so yeah. they uh, can put them out faster. Mm-hmm. So what do you know about that? Like how, what do you, what's your thoughts on that? I mean, I've seen it's, Cause I mean, they have to do it to make profit. Yeah. They have to. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, you know, uh, unless people are going to be willing to pay 12 to $13 for a pound of beef, which, let's be frank, in America, if we want to talk about the average incomes of people, people cannot afford that. Yeah. So, in order to meet the demand of, of all of the people that want to consume meat, you know, the industry is sort of forced to yeah. do that, to make the system efficient, because yeah. it's not an efficient system. So, they, they're doing everything they can to... Yeah. To make it work, and that's sort of like a necessary evil, I, mm-hmm. g- I guess. I don't consider it necessary, but it's... I mean, I have opinions about it, because, like, uh, there was actually one article I read, I think it was a New York, this New York Times article, um, that they've essentially uh, banned using antibiotics in meat, um, but I guess there's still ways you can get around it, because, like, right. the farmers and everything have friends who are doctor, like, veg- uh, who are... Uh, veterinarians he'll just write the prescriptions for them so Mm -hmm. but like I just feel like the way they pump in like hormones and stuff in chicken um in beef it's mainly chicken in my family because like that's my sisters are like real big into you guys eat a lot of chicken we eat a lot of chicken I don't eat a lot of chicken they eat eat a lot of chicken I used to eat a ton of chicken that was why um, I ate ate chicken and broccoli just about every day yeah but like they put all that shit in I'm not supposed to cuss. They put all this stuff in there, and <laughs> um, essentially, it goes from the meat into your body. So you you get all the added hormones and things in your body. Yeah. So like they say that the antibiotics and stuff that they put in it uh, will make you immune to like antibiotics. So if you get sick from something, mm-hmm. you can't take the medicine that you need to get better because. Yeah, they're developing yeah. superbugs. That's part of yeah. it. There's a lot more that goes into that. We need to do an episode on superbugs and superviruses. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, 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 it's but, part of then, it. Like with the hormones and the steroids, it makes kids who eat a lot of chicken when they're young develop faster. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that causes a whole other issue of problems. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of hormones. There's a lot of growth hormones in milk yeah, that's what as I'm, well. Yeah. Like it's mm-hmm. made to grow an infant cow mm-hmm. yeah. as quick as possible big and strong so it can survive in the wild and we're, we're feeding that to ourselves every day clearly there's going to be some some consequences for it so yeah. I didn't I didn't drink milk for years yeah it messed my stomach up I couldn't handle it uh from a personal level so I did I, I well supposedly what I've didn't. heard is you're not supposed to drink milk after you um basically come out of infancy you're 
because oh. of the way you like digest you're not supposed to drink milk i'm not really sure you guys can fact check me on that because right. i'm not really 100 <laughs> but um send us some links or something but i've just i've heard that so i don't know yeah i, I know i don't i don't drink it um, i drink almond milk now but almond mostly milk. as like a filler but the only thing that not i don't much like to almond milk I, it's just I water i don't like eating cereal with like almond milk or any other milk because it, like it absorbs into the cereal too fast, so it makes it soggy. I don't know. It's weird. I'm weird. <laughs> oh, well. But like, coffee-wise, coconut milk is my favorite. Coconut milk's pretty good. I love coconut milk and coffee. Almond yeah. milk can have that nutty flavor too, so yeah. it kind of it messes with stuff. Because when I first went vegan, I had a specific coffee place I would go to every week, uh, or maybe not every week, but every once in a while, and that would I would get a little cream in it and. I had to, the first time I went, I was like, well, almond milk replacement, and it was gross. It didn't work. It yeah. just didn't work in that drink, so I just started getting a drink without any kind of milk or cream or anything, and it's fine. Yeah. It's better without it than it is with the almond coconut. milk. Coconut. You case. should try it with coconut milk. It's so good. Yeah. Um, I did find some art, some, like, information online about, like, demographic-wise vegans, um... So there's only about 1.6 million vegans in the U.S., um, which I, I read what uh, is interesting to me too because there's eight million lapsed vegans. So why do you think people would stop being a vegan? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> okay, well, a lot of people quit the vegan train. Well, okay, yeah, I think I think it's because people, and this is this is a personal definition of mine, right? Um, but I think it's because people are, are very hard on themselves. They say, I'm going to go vegan, I'm, and I'm never going to eat an animal product again. And they do it overnight. And people that do that, if they do it especially because of ethical reasons, there's just nothing bigger there. There's not a bigger positive reason. It's a removal from a system. It's more of a protest vote. So you're not sinking your teeth in too deep for that. People do that. People don't learn about the health side of it, and they don't learn about, say, B12. Think of vegans that don't take a B12 supplement. You're playing with fire. Because mm -hmm. how are you going to get B12 on a vegan diet? How, like, I mean, you can have things like nutritional yeast or fortified plant milks. But other than those sources, how are you going to get B12? So there are people that go into it from an ethical perspective that don't do that research. They just say, okay, well... I don't want to eat that baby chicken because it was treated poorly, so I'm not going to eat it. And now they're low on zinc a year later mm. because they're not doing what's actually best for their body. So I think that contributes to it. I think society, I think it's a little harder to be vegan in society. I think there, there are way less restaurants available for you to choose from. In certain cities... And there are definitely a lot of stereotypes, like also pressure there, from people. There's social pressure, which some people mm -hmm. are... are more susceptible than that. I know I'm not like that, but yeah, it's. A, I think there are a lot of reasons. That's interesting, though. What was that number? Eight, eight million lapsed vegans. Eight million lapsed vegans. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. They should get back on the train. It hmm. says there are more than five times as many former vegetarians or vegans than are current vegetarian and vegan. Yeah, that's interesting. I think uh, people just they don't they don't stick. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder. I would like to know why. That's mm -hmm. an interesting question. I think. I think it's it's a multitude of problems. But yeah, I know my girlfriend. She was vegetarian for four years. Didn't didn't break. Didn't lapse. Did fantastic. Um, I mean, didn't have didn't have any meat. 
But she had cheese, cheese or milk, and eggs several times per week. So I know that made it easier for her. But I think people that go into it with this mentality of 100% of time would perfect, never touch those products again. I think I think people see it in a very binary way. That's either you're 100% vegan or you're not. And if you're not 100% vegan, you, maybe you end up being 100% omnivorous all the time and you consume a lot of meat. So instead of looking at it sort of in my eyes, which is I make 21 meals a week, if one of those isn't vegan, well, the other 20 are still vegan. I'm still contributing some way. And then I still have that one thing to fall back on that yeah. makes it seem easier and less permanent. Yeah. And if I want to eat at Thanksgiving, that's fine. You know? some turkey. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I know who shot that turkey. So, like, Oh, weird. <laughs> I don't know. Like, that's a weird complex. I'm, like, I know because we, like, evolve from, like, hunter-gatherers, but... I just don't know that I could, if we ever got to like an apocalypse, if I could muster it up to kill my own food. Kill an animal. Most <laughs> people couldn't. I don't know. Mm. It's it's a uh, it's a challenge. I learned about that at a young age. So you kind of yeah. Yeah. There there is a process to it. I don't think hunters are bad. I know there are more people that are doing kind of like taking inspiration from Joe Rogan that are basically not purchasing meat and not promoting the system that we have. And the, but they'll go out and they'll hunt and they'll kill a deer and then they'll eat that deer. And so they buy, they'll go to the store and buy produce and plant products, but they won't actually purchase meat and participate in that system, but they'll hunt. And I think that's really cool. I think that's a really, you know, if you're playing without the best way to do this, you know, from an environmental perspective, which for me is my main push for veganism. Yeah. That's, I think that's fantastic. Yeah. So. Um. It's an interesting statistic. Everyone leaves. <laughs> okay. So, um, you talked earlier about, like, the income of it um, and about how people can't afford, like, they use all this stuff in the meat be- to make it cheaper, mm-hmm. to get it out faster. Yeah. But there's an interesting, like, little chart here that I found in this one article where it's, like, 7% of people who are vegan are in a lower base income. So that probably could play into the reason why they're vegan is because they can't afford to eat. Yeah. And that's a really, that's honestly a really surprising statistic for me. And the reason I say that is, as I've seen a lot of demographic studies and uh, commentators talk about how, and, and they use it, you know, there, you can look at the blue zones of the world and you can look at life expectancies or cancer rates or obesity rates or, or uh, diabetes rates. And you can see basically they're all lower pretty substantially for vegans, not vegetarians, but for vegans. And then you can look at um, the life expectancy. I think it's I think three more years, three to four more years is on average what a vegan will live mm. over uh, an omnivore. And the argument I've seen presented was that it wasn't just a vegan diet that did that. It was it was a host of factors, which when you're dealing with the blue zones is definitely true. But they the, one of those factors they said was that it was probably that people with higher incomes were eating a vegan diet, so they had better access to health care, or they were more physically active and more physically fit. And I've always found that to be an interesting argument because you, you're basically saying, well, vegans live longer because they're overall healthier people. You're not even insulting the movement. Yeah. When you, when you criticize it, which is funny. But that's interesting that, that people, the lower incomes eat more of it. I know for us, it's been cheaper. Uh, my girlfriend and I, our, our grocery bill used to be 
per week we would eat we would have a hundred dollars to spend on the grocery store and we would always meet that and then we would probably go out to eat once or twice and honestly get like really bad fast food that was yeah that's the truth sometimes we'd go somewhere a little more expensive but that was that was that well when i went went vegan and she's not vegan or anything but she's vegan at home our grocery bill cut down to it's always under eighty dollars even when we buy something large and bulk that's going to last for six weeks always under eighty dollars and most weeks it's sixty dollars so on if you want to take an average and average that to about seventy dollars we're saving thirty dollars a week and that also there's no eating out with that either so it yeah the savings have been have been fantastic for us but we're not buying processed stuff we we try to buy just organic we don't really we don't even buy a lot of organic stuff i mean it's Organic's expensive, and there are a few things that are, it's worth it to be organic and something that's not. Peppers are good to have organic. Spinach is really good to have organic, but uh, like an organic banana isn't much different Mm -hmm. because you actually take the peeling off. So there's like, it's called the Dirty Dozen and the Clean 15 or something. That's a good list to check out. I didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah, and it's about pesticides and how they use the pesticides Uh, and they get on the outside of the fruit. Not all pesticides absorb in and... Hmm. We should give a shout out to Nashville since we're in Nashville, Music City. Um, So according to this list, which is from PETA, Nashville is the fifth best city or the fifth uh, most vegan friendly city. So yeah, that's awesome. I had no idea. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Under Portland, LA, New York, and Detroit, which Detroit's kind of an odd one. I don't don't know. I I wonder if there's a lot of seven day Adventists in Detroit. I don't know. Because um, that's that's a huge... Yeah. Yeah. But we had to give a shout out to Nashville because they made number five on the list. So, yay! That's interesting. Um, Way to go, Nashville. Anyways. <laughs> do you have any other like comments or anything you want to add in? I don't know. I think I could ramble about veganism for days because this <laughs> has been such a learning experience for me. Like for And I've, I've been doing this for, you know, five and a half, six months now. So, I feel like I have a good taste of it. And, and, and I really enjoy it. My energy is better. Uh, my skin, like I grew up with eczema, so I've never had great skin like my entire mm-hmm. life. It's never been, it's, I've never had bad acne or anything, but I've never had good skin that felt like healthy and vibrant. And that's really cool to have nicer skin. It's mm-hmm. very superficial, but that's been nice. My energy's more consistent. I, I know it's, it feels really cool to eat in alignment with my beliefs. Yeah. There's a nice connection that goes on there. So, I don't know. I have a very positive experience with veganism so far. But, and I would like, I would like more people to try it out or just eat more plant-based. I'm definitely, Yeah. I, w- I would definitely advocate for it. I, I would definitely promote it and, and throw out that vegan propaganda. And, um, you know, I, I, I probably talk about it too much. I know there's a lot of complaints. People get really upset when people talk about veganism, which is funny. People ask someone about veganism, and then they'll discuss it, and then that person will get upset. I've seen this happen. I'm guilty of doing that. Yeah. Well, that's so. because people don't know how to communicate with one another. Right. Yeah, that's breaking down. But that's another topic. So. Yeah, that's a whole another episode. I have a very good feeling towards it. could rant on for days about yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> I learned how to cook a lot more. Like, I, I always yeah. enjoyed cooking, but now... 
the amount of things I can cook and just what I know about using elements. And, and I mean, you theory. have to because when you eat like plant-based or vegan, there's like you said before, there's no really any restaurants and there's definitely not any like fast food where you no, can get anything that's good for you. So. Yeah, yeah, that's the truth. Um, and, I, and I eat way too many french fries. Yeah. Um, always have, but I still do. Um, but like certain, you have to learn how to make certain things like really quickly. There was one thing I learned how to make, and it's not the best thing. But I love potatoes. Yeah. All, like any potato, I don't like mashed potatoes because I don't like mayonnaise that I much. Put mayonnaise and mashed potatoes. Oh yeah, a lot of people do. I've never heard of that. Okay, well if you go to a place <laughs> and you're like, wow, these are so creamy and delicious, there's probably mayonnaise in them. Oh, yeah. I've never heard of that. Uh huh. Yeah. Hmm. So. It's like a secret ingredient, but uh, what I what I do if I like, I want some potatoes really quickly because I just like potatoes. As we have, we buy the little red pit potatoes that are about that big, mm-hmm. and I'll cut those in half and I'll throw them in the microwave for two to three minutes, and it cooks them. And you have these tiny little like baked potato halves, and I can just I can eat so many of those. But that's like a quick and easy system. If you eat a smoothie in the morning, that's pretty quick. Smoothies and easy. are really good. I really like smoothies. Um. We, I do eat a lot of whole grains, which whole grains are okay for you. Um, I don't do white bread or anything like that. Not a lot of grains, a lot of whole grains. Um, so I'll do a lot of like peanut butter toast with banana on top. That's a pretty quick go-to. Or um, I eat a lot of oatmeal with almonds and peanut mm-hmm. butter and a lot of fruit. So I have my go-to things that I can Obvi- just... And avocado toast. I mean, we have to talk about avocado yeah, toast. Yeah, yeah. I eat a lot of avocado <laughs> toast with like we red cabbage. We are millennials, I mean... Yeah, um, I've avocado made, toast is the bomb. I've made a grilled cheese with avocado and spinach. I like to tell people about that one because they're confused. Mm-hmm. But it's like a grilled cheese, a green grilled cheese, and that was something I made one day just as an experiment. And I've made a few more times since then because that's a that's an easy one. Um, so yeah, I man, I enjoy it. It's yeah. been really easy for me. I've I've talked to a few people about it. People's eyes get big when you first tell them you're vegan. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Because they expect judgment, I guess. And I don't know. I just um, mm-hmm. I, it's it's nice that now I have a platform where I can I can really spread that pop propaganda. Yeah. <laughs> so Zach's basically saying everybody go be vegan. <laughs> yeah. After after you do your research, after you learn how to and see your doctor. Yeah, see your doctor. Seriously, that's so important. Don't just, like, go vegan overnight and then have some negative consequences on your health. Don't do that. Like, learn learn what you got to do because the protein, you can get enough protein, but you have to know where you're getting it from because also I have to eat a lot of beans for the protein. And yeah. not a lot of people want to eat a can of beans a day, and that's totally understandable. Yeah. So you got to figure out good sources. If You can't. You know, with spinach, spinach, for instance, is 50% or 40% protein per calorie, which is fantastic. Like, that sounds so cool. Spinach is so great for you. Well, so is broccoli, but you got to think if you buy a bag of spinach that big, that's like 50 calories of spinach. Mm-hmm. So you you can't live on that. You yeah. know what I mean? So you can't just eat salads all the time. I don't eat lettuce now because it's, it's useless. Yeah, lettuce is not good anyways. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I don't know. I'm pretty mm. pro. I'm pro vegan. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, I guess we should wrap up now. You gonna wrap it up? We're at forty minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it works. Cool. So we didn't talk. I feel like about a lot of stuff, but that's okay. Yeah. 
Well, there's we can do on. a follow-up episode in the future. Vegan part two. <laughs> it's gonna happen. Um, and as for next week, we're not. It's a little bit undecided what we're doing next week because there's been some changes. But so just yeah, make sure you stay up on the social media at the A to Z Exchange to find out what's going to be happening next. Yeah, um, we would like to have another guest on because yeah. I think it works better when we have a guest. Yeah. But I don't know if that's going to happen as of right yet. So we're going to try. We're going to try to get an artist profile. Yeah. For you guys, so you can hear about the creative process behind a local Nashvilleian artist of some form. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. Mm-hmm. If you know anybody, send us some links. Yeah, Any we'll kind get, of artist. We don't care. We'll get into a lighthearted topic. Yeah. Finally, for once. <laughs> yeah. what, uh, okay, cool. Anyways, it's you been wanna, real. You want to wrap it down? Yeah. I guess everyone should go out to all the social medias yep, and like and subscribe. Yeah, follow the social medias at the A to Z Exchange. Check them out. We'd really appreciate it if you guys can support us so we can sit here in a room and just talk yep. around our mouths for mm-hmm. 30 minutes a week. 30 minutes to an hour. We have the Patreon page, which is also at the A to Z Exchange. You can check out if you would like to. Um, in any kind of way to support us that would be great we would love that um yeah so just That'll check work. us out yeah links on facebook in, twitter instagram <laughs> links are in the description all so the things check it somewhere on the around this box <laughs> <laughs> all right we're gonna sign off yeah all right, all right. see everyone next week see ya Woo. peace out